Hi, this is Keisha. Welcome to the Face to Face podcast. So this is the next Mark Taylor prophecy. And this one is titled, Do Not Fear America. And it was released on January 24th of 2016. Uh, the, the day that we had released this particular prophecy, um, the election results were considered um, final. And I believe that there were many, many of us who were in a state of dismay at the fact that Joe Biden had been announced as the winner of the election. Um, I think it was just the beginning of many unexpected things for those in the body of Christ who had been standing in faith on the prophetic words uh, that had been released. And to look back on it in retrospect, it, it really, it really is interesting to see the twists and the turns that we have been taking as those who continue to stand on the word of God and continue to stand with the prophets who choose to stand behind the words they released. And they do not believe that God is done yet. One of them being Mark Taylor. Uh, one, of the, one of the reasons that I chose to do this, and I really am so glad that I decided to go this route and re-release these words on my podcast, because it gives me a chance to look back in retrospect at the things that God spoke our hearts as we were studying the prophecies and seeking the word of God uh, for these nightly um, prophecy releases that we were doing. So to be able to look back and listen to the things that God was speaking to us, it feels like I'm being re-encouraged and it makes sense in a different way. You know, as you process through things in your faith, you tend to look back at things from a whole different perspective because when you're standing in faith for something, you are growing. Uh, you, It's no different than when you're an athlete in training or um, you're going through training to learn a specific skill. Um, you're going to look back over time and see that you've developed and you've grown and you've become a completely different person. And I really feel that my perspective and my faith has changed. And, you know, it's you're going through a metamorphosis. Um, there's so many things that I know now that I didn't know when we first started doing this and we were fresh to this adventure. And I'm sure that in the days yet to come, if I listen back to any of these, it will have a completely um, different meaning to me even then. So I really hope that you're being blessed by the things that we're talking about and releasing. Um, one of the things that I mention uh, in this, in the conversation that we have uh, was that God had given me a word about King David. And uh, I had had a dream on the night of the election. I think that I have, I have spoken of this before, but I'll just touch on it real quick in case you didn't listen um, to the previous prophecies. Um, but I had had a dream on the, well, actually it was the morning after election day. And I had a dream that there was a very anticipated birth that was happening and that the child was stillborn. And there were certain dynamics of the dream, one of them being that the baby, while in the womb, had been burned uh, from the inside out. Um, so the abdomen of the baby was not there. Um, 
it was just very, uh, it was a very, uh, not really scary, but it was, it was gruesome and it's in its own right, um, for me to have a dream like that. I'm, I'm very much someone who loves children, loves babies, and I'm very tender hearted. So to have a dream like that, it was, it was disturbing to me. Um, but I knew there was symbology behind what I was seeing. So when I, you know, when I did the investigating and then of course, when I woke up from the dream and sat up on the edge of the bed and realized that it was 444 in the morning, which in the Greeks, the Greek strong concordance 444 means corruption. And as I sat up, I heard um, in my head, it wasn't an audible voice. It was just in my head, in my heart. I heard Biden has won. And of course, when I went to bed the night before, things were looking uh, very promising for Trump by the time I had gone to bed that night. So I was just like, you know, very disoriented about what I was, what I knew. And of course, no, even more so in retrospect, I knew that I was being uh, shown some things uh, from a spiritual perspective. And so, you know, to connect that with the word about King David, when King David had heard from the prophet that the child that had been conceived um, with Bathsheba was that death had been pronounced over this child. David went into a state of mourning and fasting before the child was even born. And when his servants approached him and, and asked him, you know, why, why did you do that? You know, cause then after the child was born and, and the child died, David then got up, cleaned himself up, got something to eat and moved forward. Whereas most people would have, mourned after the child died. David went through a mourning process and, and was um, petitioning for the child's life. And David had remarked that basically, you know, he did not know if God would be merciful or not, so that it was worth uh, interceding on the child's behalf. David knew that it wasn't the child's fault. It was his own fault. And so out of his repentant heart, he, he petitioned. He petitioned for the child's life. And, you know, so God had kind of used that to show me that, you know, there was a possibility for things to not turn out well. But it's always worth coming before God and petitioning with a repentant heart. You know, the, the scripture that says that we need to repent and then God will intervene on behalf of our nation. Um, so I do believe that it's there. there is something about a servant's heart about having a heart after God and coming before him and asking him to show us what to do. And then we each play our part in obedience. There really is something to be said about that. That we all have, we all have a job to do in this hour. And we all have something that we're supposed to be contributing to the fight. And we're not all Mike Lindell's. We're not all Mark Taylor's. Um, we're not all Donald Trump's, you know? I mean, obviously, they have different roles in this. But like in the last prophecy, I said, don't discredit yourself just because you don't fit this certain um, mold. You have a job to do. If 
you know in your heart that you have a passion to fight the good fight and to stay in the game and you don't feel like you're supposed to give up on this. Because, like, I have come before God so many times and said, listen, am I even really supposed to be doing this? Am I, am I still supposed, am I beating the dead horse, so to speak? And I really do feel like he has told me, keep going, keep going, keep standing. Don't give up. Your faith is pleasing to me. And so I encourage you to go before the Lord and ask him what you're supposed to do. And whether that's, you know, you're supposed to make phone calls and write letters to people in Congress and representatives or, you know, or if it's that you're just supposed to educate people about things that you understand that maybe people around you don't understand. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you're always going to be received well, but if you're doing what God has called you to do, there is a peace and a gratification in your heart at the end of the day. There really is. So I just encourage you, if you're listening to this, just keep doing what you know you're called to do. Educate people, love people, help people when you're, you have the the one put before you stop for the one you know when when Jesus when Jesus was asked what is the greatest command and he said love the Lord your God with all your being and then love your neighbor as yourself and he gave the parable of the good Samaritan the Samaritan stopped for the one keep stopping for the one this doesn't have to always be about your impact on the masses. I really, truly feel in my heart that revival is going to look like the impact that we have had over a span of time by stopping for the one, by loving the one person that's been put in front of us. And that may be a, a child who's struggling with their faith or struggling with what's going on in the world around them. It may just simply be, you know, that you're supposed to be loving your child, loving your spouse, loving your parents who are, are struggling with wrapping their mind around this changing world that's before them and the, the, the veil that's being pulled back from their eyes. Maybe it's somebody down the street from you and you're just supposed to cut their grass and, and show them what love looks like. I don't know. I don't know what, but it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be all really big, profound things. And it certainly doesn't always have to be us putting these hard to digest facts in front of people's faces all the time. I think there's a time and a place for that. But I also think that there is a time and a place for us to set those things aside and just love people. So with that said, God bless you and I love you and I'll talk to you again soon. Friends, we're back with another live reading of Mark Taylor's prophecy. Tonight is uh, Do Not Fear America. And I really feel that this is a, although he had prophesied this in 2016, it feels like a very timely message. It feels like something that we need to, we need to hear afresh. So I'm just believing that God is going to breathe new life on this and through it.
sweet Nana. Anybody that wants to join in, waiting for Kim to, to join as well. Just gonna let anybody that wants to hop on here with us and, and be part of the live, the live video. I'm gonna invite Kim in. Hi there. How you doing? doing? I can Good. hear you. Can you hear me? Yes. I just had to run and grab my Bible. I was looking around the room. Oh, goodness. Yeah, you don't want to go forward without the Bible, right? No, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that is we, right. Want, we want the Bible. Oh, all right. Well, uh, we welcome you and we hope that you are blessed and encouraged by what the Lord would bring forth this evening. <clears throat> we are reading Mark Taylor's prophecy titled to do not fear America. And the prophecy is dated February 24th of 2016 but i really do feel that this is something that we needed to hear today as well so without further ado um kim did you want to start us off tonight sure so as the spirit of god says why do i sense fear in my people about the future of america have i not said that i have heard your cries and will heal your land Stand firm, do not falter, put on the full armor of God, rake the enemy over the coals, for the end time battle is on for my one billion souls. The Spirit of God says, do not fear that my servant Justice Scalia has been taken, for some are crying out, why have I forsaken? For I will show myself strong to prove that the so-called wise are wrong. For some will say that this is a miracle, for I am just getting started. This is not even close to the pinnacle for what I am going to do with my America. For do not my people have eyes to see and ears to hear the two signs I gave when they carried my servant's body up the steps of the courthouse where to rest he was laid read the signs read the signs that work for all to see and understand the words in this prophecy the spirit of god says five that's right five supreme court justices will be appointed by my new president my anointed i will choose five through my anointed to keep those alive i will stack the court with those that i choose to send a clear message to the enemy that you lose this is the miracle that i will perform so that my court will be reformed the spirit of god says the cries the cries that i have heard from the womb have reached my ear my eyes and ears like a sonic boom the five i appointed and the reform that shall take place the great i am shall take on this case for it is my will and my way for all those who have prayed that my court shall overturn Roe versus Wade. The Spirit of God says, America, get ready, for I am choosing from the top of the cream. For, I'm sorry, from the yeah top of the cream. For I am putting together America's dream team from the president and his administration to judges and Congress to ease America's frustrations. The Spirit of God says, rise up my army and get in the fight, for this is the generation that's taking flight. 
This is the generation of warriors that those of old wanted to see, and the enemy will have no choice but to flee. Rise up, stomp the enemy's head with bliss, send the enemy back to hell and into the abyss. This is the generation of warriors that all of hell has feared to face and see, but I am and all of heaven is cheering you on with glee, your supreme commander, God. Amen. Amen. That's powerful. Mm. And I, I really feel like it, it's something that we needed to hear mm -hmm. in this yeah. hour. We, we needed to, we needed this reminder today that God had spoken um, he had spoken into this situation mm -hmm. even back then. I mean, he's, he's right. been speaking his victory since the beginning of time, but I do believe that we needed to, uh, we needed to have a reminder that he's, he's had his hand on this all along. Absolutely. And yeah. things might take us by surprise, you know, but nothing surprises him. It's not, you know, he doesn't say, oh, gosh, I didn't see that coming. Right. <laughs> we, right. we put expectations based on what we hear, right? Even, even a word like this. I mean, mm -hmm. look at the expectation that they put on Jesus. They, mm. He was the king, right? He was the king of the Jews, and he was coming to set them free and yes. um, set things right. He was bringing justice. He was going to overturn the courts and he was going to put the um, church in order. And then he died. And yes. He died. What? You know, he had been speaking of it uh, leading up to it. He'd been, you know, advising them that, you know, my time has come. And, um, but they didn't understand what he was saying. And we know that he rose from the grave and he defeated death. We know that. But that wasn't the way that they saw the deliverance to come. And what we're going through right now in our government, this isn't the way we saw things coming, right? Um, exactly. But it, it doesn't take God by surprise. Um, and I think we can find encouragement in that. And, oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. And then just like we were speaking um, before we got on and praying, because, you know, it's good that we get together and pray beforehand. Mm. And praying, setting the stage, right? Setting yeah. the <laughs> atmosphere. <laughs> yes. Um, but just talking about the book of Esther and the story of Esther, um, that, you know, she was set in place for a time to deliver her people. And mm. like we were discussing, she had to be so in tune with what God wanted her to do, because it was such a sensitive matter that mm -hmm. um, at that day and age, if she was to go to the king before he called her, um, she, she could be put to death unless he held out his scepter. And his first wife, the reason they were there in the first place was that his first wife did just that. She came in unannounced, un demanding, and, and he ended up saying, you know what? You're to be removed. He had to put an order up that she can't come in demanding something like this. Um, mm. And then he went looking for new wives to um, take the place and show, set an example. And here comes Esther, who is being asked by her uncle in, as a representative for her people to save them. Because Haman, the right hand of the king, was setting out a decree that anybody that didn't bow to him and worship would be set to death. And he right. knew that the Jewish people couldn't do that. They couldn't have another God before their God. And so he was setting the stage for them to be destroyed. Mm -hmm. and, um, and so we look at that and we say, okay, so Esther had to take a challenge and she had to go before the king without being requested of him because she needed mm -hmm. to see him. And she set out for the people to pray and fast for three days before she was going to approach the king. And 
Finally, that time came and she approached the king and he laid out his scepter. But she said I, she was dig she took a chance. She knew that there was still a chance that if she went before the king, he could order her death for her to be hung. Right. But she said, I'm going to do this in trusting you, Lord, and unto death if I have to. Um, but he laid out his scepter and he said before her, anything you ask. And that's when she requested a dinner with the king and Hammond. Um, and in the end, the story is that Hammond had despised her uncle, Esther's uncle, so much so that he wanted to, um, he made gallows for him to be hung at. And hmm. in turn, his plan was revealed. Esther told the king what was happening to her people and that it was her people, which meant she was going to be put to death as well, who she had found favor with the king. And ended up having Hammond hung on the very gallows he had set up for her people. Mm. And so you see God's hand in it. And God, is, his word says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So yes. that means no matter where our situations, yes, that was back in Esther's day and age. But even today, God is that same God. And if we come yeah. to him as a people, humble. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and come to me and pray, and he mm -hmm. will grant our request. And so I think as a church, we can't, don't lose heart. Don't give up in the fight, you know? And that's what right. this word is talking about. Be encouraged. Be encouraged. Hmm. Yeah, that's so good. That is so good. Yeah. And I... I think that, um, you know, as, as I was saying as well, while we were talking, um, you know, it's, it's important to also remember the process that Esther went through and the mm -hmm. place that she had to be in. She had to go through this intensive um, preparation before she would even have fathomed to go before the king and believe that she had found favor in his sight. Mm -hmm. And that was basically what she had asked him. If I have found favor in your sight, my king. Yeah. Oh, and, um, but she knew that she had to be in a certain position before that favor would be obtained. And, um, you know, we know that we are we are covered by the blood of Christ as believers that if we confess that Jesus is Lord and believe that he died for our sins then we're saved that's yeah. true but there is a process that we are going through that we are walking out our salvation in fear and trembling mm -hmm. that we are we are to always be in this place of um, allowing the Holy Spirit to examine us and allow the Holy Spirit to reveal to us the things in our heart that need um, to be worked on in preparation in order for us to, um, to, to find favor find favor in God's sight you know that that we can't we can't just we can't just curse out our brother okay to be blunt we can't just curse out our brother right. and you know say horrible things to them and then turn around and go oh now God hear my hear my right. plea because I'm just I'm saved by grace so you know I can kind of go and do whatever I want and act however I want and I'm still going to find favor in your right. sight and I'm not saying that that you know that making mistakes means that we're gonna lose our salvation or anything like that that's not what I'm saying but there is a difference between those yes there's a difference between yeah yeah living in humility mm -hmm. living humbly before the Lord it's, you know in the book of James it says Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that he may lift you up in due season. 
And it also says in the word that, you know, the proud are brought low, but it's the humble who are exalted. And, you know, so that if we expect to, um, to walk in that favor and to, and to be heard before God, then we have to be willing that as we mature to live out our humility and to be refined, um, so that when we come before the Lord and, and, and seek his favor and, and seek that he would turn things around for us in our own lives or for our nation, you know, there's that we would, we would be, have that assurance in our hearts that, that we are living out um, our walk in that fear and trembling yeah. before God. Absolutely. Because I'm sure that Esther had a healthy reverence for the king. That although she was brave and although she was doing what she was called to do, she had a healthy reverence and respect mm -hmm. for the king that she was approaching. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. I think that, you know, her heart attitude in it played a huge role. Um, and in addition to the fact that she just found favor with the king. Yes. I mean, God's people have that ability to find favor in someone's mm -hmm. eyes just because of who they represent. Yes. And, um, you know, it's not using that as a form of manipulation, making sure that we're not coming at it with a wrong heart motive. But, mm. but we definitely, we can find favor before people, before, um, you know, with our father, brothers and sisters, whether it be in the Lord or outside of this, that in the political realm and the difference of opinions, we can, there's an, a, a way, like you said, we can't be cursing on our brother <laughs> and then say, Lord, do, you know, do justice. But then it's like, well, there's a hand in hand here that we have to be equally balanced. There's a part mm -hmm. of us that we need to stand up for what is right, mm. but in a way that just like Jesus who got angry, but he didn't sin. We can have yeah. that holy anger, that holy, you know, reverence and anger, righteousness without sinning. Mm. Um, and I think that that's key. And I feel like that the word of the Christian life is balance. <laughs> it's that healthy yeah. balance that we walk in all things. Healthy balance. <laughs> um, right. Right. God is calling his people. He is calling his people to stand up. He's calling his people to stand up and um, no longer be silent because our silence has allowed this, this country to get to where it's at. Mm. And, um, you know, the silent compromises that we've made, that we've allowed certain things because, well, it doesn't affect me. Um, they, you know, you can do what you do. I can do what I do. It just doesn't. But there's just, there's some things that are just God's principles. And yes. Just like it was talking in this, you know, Roe versus Wade. There's just some things that are God's principles. And uh, we can't take mm -hmm. that stance that well, you do you, I do me. And, you know. Um, right. Right. He's, he's calling out justice at this point. Yeah, he's he's calling he's calling out the remnant army. He's calling out the warriors, you know, and, and I believe that all who are willing to respond to that call that uh, just as Esther had to go through a process, a warrior has to go through a process as well. You know, that if we're going to, you know, Mark Taylor is signing these, you're some your supreme commander. God and a, a warrior is devoted to death unto death to their commander in chief. They will lay down their lives for their kingdom. And God is revealing because I don't think he's raising up a standard. I think he's revealing the standard that was there all along. Right. Yeah. He's revealing the standard that was there all along, which is, will you lay down your life for the kingdom of heaven? Will you lay down your life as a warrior 
just as my son did. Will you lay down your life for the sake of the kingdom? And, you know, the spirit of God says, rise up my army and get in the fight. Mm -hmm. The spirit of God says, rise up my army and get in the fight. And what does that mean for each one of us? It, it could mean something different for you. It could mean something different for me or for any person that that is um, watching these videos or um, praying for the praying for the election or praying for our nation. God is but at the same time we're unified in the fact you know that we all have one mission and one objective. And that is to see the kingdom of heaven invade earth Mm -hmm. and to see the lost saved. To see blind eyes open. Yeah. It's just that the part may look different. Some of us may be that upfront voice and some of us might be in the background intercessory prayer. um, (laughs) But it's important that we all, at this time where we are as a country. um, Yeah. You know, we're praying for a particular direction in this presidential election still at this point. Um, regardless of results, though, God is still in control and he's still calling his people Amen. to be in the fight. Amen. And even maybe even more so than if it goes to the other direction. Um, but then yeah. we, do, we all need to take a part and say, OK, examine and say, what is my giftings? What, what area, Lord, have you called me? If I feel strongly about this right now you're obviously working something in me that you're calling me to do something and and that doesn't always mean being on the front lines we know that in when you're in the military there's there's so many positions your son's in the military there's so many different positions you can take not everyone's on the front line battle but every person's position is just as important because it as a whole just like the body of christ as a whole we work and function together and um Mm -hmm. And when one goes down, the next one's right there to follow and pick up where the other one, when one gets exhausted, the other one can step in and say, I'll take over and help you out here. Right. Um, right. And so I think that's where we need to be as a nation. And maybe, you know, not maybe, we need to be praying and fasting. I think fasting has kind of taken uh, backstage a little bit. Um, fast how God calls you to whatever it is it could be social media mm-hmm. the news and i've been fasting the news i haven't been watching it because i thought you know most of it's lies anyway so i don't really need to be right. filling my my brain and my mind with all this negativity to think okay well what's the next spin here you know mm-hmm. god give me a direction here i'm praying for it yeah and i you know but i just i um we need to be mindful absolutely absolutely and i I really do second that. I I feel that as well, that there's just a, there's a need for not only for us to pray, but Mm -hmm. to be in a, in a state of fasting as well. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, whether it means giving up television or, you know, like some days I'll fast um, until lunchtime, you know, and, um, (coughs) or I'll, fast from eating certain types of foods or whatever, whatever I feel like I'm supposed to do. It's just just a matter of being obedient to it. So yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, do you want to, you want to start us off in prayer? Yeah, absolutely. Father, we just come before you tonight. We thank you for your prophetic words that bring encouragement and build up the body, Lord God that strengthen us and give us a broader view, a vision to see, Lord. Um, Lord, unveil our eyes that we will see our surrounding environment, both our local government and our higher up government, Lord God. Give us eyes to see what you see. Reveal your will. Reveal your will before us, Lord God. And give us a um, stamina to stay in the fight, a stamina to hold our ground and to truly continue to press in and intercede on behalf of our representatives that have been newly elected and those that are still pending um, for your 
godly reign to take place in the Supreme Court and in the House, Lord. Um, Lord, you have so many people, so many God-fearing people have been put into office this this election, and we have so much to be grateful for. Um, there's definitely uncertainty, but there are some there are some huge goals that we um, should be very um, encouraged by. Mm. And um, so, Lord, help us to continue to just seek you, seek your direction and what you're asking us to pray for, what you're asking us to intercede for, maybe even what you're asking us to speak out for. Yes. And um, give us that healthy devotional time where we're in your word. We're not just um, even being filled up with just uh, even online teachings or different things, but Lord, that we really are digging into the word and yes. hearing your heart, Lord God. Yes, Lord, thank you. And Lord, I thank you that, um, you know, just as, uh, Lord, you brought it to my remembrance today, the scripture about King David, um, when he had been, when he had been unfaithful with Bathsheba and she had conceived a child and Although David was repentant for what he had done and he was, you know, he was warned by the prophet that the child would not survive. Mm -hmm. Lord, it made me remember the dream that you gave me about the stillborn child, about the stillborn promise. And mm -hmm. Lord, but David even though he had been told by the prophet that the child would not survive, he fasted and he prayed yes. and he interceded yes. for that child's life anyway. And when, yes, Lord. yes, and even when, you know, and, and when, when his servants asked him, you know, why did you, why did you do that? Mm -hmm. And he said, because I didn't know if I might mm -hmm. find, you know, find favor with God or, or be granted a different direction. And, you know, once it was all said and done, David cleaned himself up and, and he went forward knowing that he had, he had repented before God. He knew that things weren't going to be perfect going forward. Mm-hmm because those things have been pronounced over him, but God just help, help us to seek you, but not to seek to necessarily not to manipulate you mm -hmm. that we would come after you, God, not to manipulate you, but so that we would know that we had done all that you had called us to do that we had put on the armor and that we had taken that stand against the powers and the rulers and the principalities. Mm -hmm. And we had done those things as your people so that at the end of the day, no matter what happens, we can say, I rest easy in with my God, because I know that I did what he called me to do, regardless mm -hmm. of how it turned out. And that we can trust you. We can trust that you are still God and you are still sovereign. But still, we will be like King David, mm -hmm. even in the midst of when we look around, you know, I look around and I just, I can't even believe what's going on in the world around me right now. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I find myself saying, Lord, it really is no wonder that we're, we're just teetering on the edge. And, you know, Lord, I'm still going to intercede and I'm still going to believe the Absolutely. words yes, that the Lord. prophets had spoken, but I'm also mm -hmm. in fear and trembling before you and knowing that I am not here to change your mind. I am not here to manipulate anything. I am just simply here because that's what you called me to do in this hour. Yes, Lord. 
but we trust in you, God. We trust in you. We trust in your sovereignty. We trust in the goodness of who you are and that that never changes. That never changes. And I will continue to be faithful to you and know that I am striving day by day to enter your rest and to find favor in your sight. Regardless of the circumstances around me, I believe that we can we can we can live a Psalm 91 lifestyle no matter what is going on outside our front door. Yes, sir. That we do not have to fear. You are always, always watching out for those who trust in you. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that you would you would just, uh, you would reveal yourself to any who would reach out and seek you in greater measure in these days ahead, Lord. That as they call upon you and they wrestle with you over the things that they're they're seeing around them and and the things that they're they're grappling with in their own hearts, Lord, that you would reveal yourself to them in this. Yes. That they would be well met. Yes. And I can ask that of you in great confidence because you have met me well over and over and over and over again. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Lord, I just feel really glad to pray and, and on the behalf of those that um, may lose heart in this process, that, um, Lord, that are teetering on, on the loss of their faith as a result of the pending results of the election, Lord. Mm. Father, I just, I lift up those brothers and sisters that may feel as if they may lose all hope. But Lord, there's always hope in you. There's always hope to be found in you. Yes. And that no matter the direction that this election goes, we know that you are ultimately the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And that you Although you've spoke through your prophets and we truly believe what they've said to be true, Lord, it also required us to partner and team up with the prophetic. Mm. As a body, as a church, we needed to be doing our part to team up with the prophetic word. And so, Lord, I pray against the discouragement that the enemy might want to try to bring into those in the hearts of those that may have a weak faith right now. And that think that, well, God, he didn't come through. But Lord, you always come through. You're always faithful. Your word is always true. And your prophetic words will come to pass. Maybe not in the way in which we have expected them to, but your word mm. is true and it will come to pass. And so yes. I pray that just like David, that we can fight to the bitter end. And then when it's over, stand up and go on. Because that's what we can do through you, Lord. There's still hope. There's still encouragement in you, Lord. Yes. Yes, Lord. And we might feel off kilter for just a moment. Mm -hmm. But then we get our eyes set back on you. Yes, and Lord. all is well. Yes. Thank you, Jesus, that no matter what, when we put our hope in you, we put our trust in you, mm -hmm. there is nothing that can knock us down. There's nothing Amen. that can take Amen. us out of this battle and take us out of this fight. Amen. Jesus has proclaimed victory, and we stand on that victory in his mighty name. Yes, yes. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Just like Billy Graham said, or Franklin Graham, sorry. Some may trust in horse, horses and some may trust in chariots. Mm. We will trust in the name of the Lord. Yes. And so no matter what, we will trust in your name, Lord. It doesn't matter the horse, the chariot, whatever it is that gets us there, Lord God. But we, our trust is not mm. in that. Our trust and faith is not in the government. Our trust and faith is in you. Yes, Lord. And so we just thank you for that, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. 
that you are the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords forever and always. Forever and always. Amen. 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 Mm. <laughs> yeah. Was yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I love how we kind of, <laughs> we kind of started this whole thing out with like, yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't feel like I got anything tonight. How about you? <laughs> I know. And yeah. our time we're like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do with this. I, yeah, I guess the Lord's going to have to take it. Well, <laughs> yeah. And, he is and then the spirit of God shows up and uh, mm-hmm. we're just, it's just all falling into place. I love it. Amen. Amen. I love it when the Holy Spirit's in control. Amen. Same here. Wouldn't want it any other way. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Those are those are my favorite times when I had nothing ready and he just shows up. Right. Yeah. Hi there. Hey mom. <laughs> oh. This was good. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. If you're just tuning in, I'm gonna post it. So. If you, I really encourage you to, to watch this from the beginning. It was a really good, encouraging word from the Lord tonight. Um, and uh, so we will be back again tomorrow. Yes. Tomorrow with the next prophecy. Yes. But everybody uh, stay warm. Sleep well. We love you. Yes. And we will and we will talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Bye, Kim. <laughs>